Hello, Stitchers. Welcome to Stitch Please, the official podcast of Black Women's Stitch, the sewing group where Black Lives Matter. I'm your host, Lisa Woolfork. I'm a fourth-generation sewing enthusiast with more than 20 years of sewing experience. I am looking forward to today's conversation, so sit back, relax, and get ready to get your stitch together. And welcome to the Stitch Please podcast. This is part of our special series on sewing spaces. I knew when I started this series on sewing spaces that there was one person I absolutely had to talk to. And that was Miss Chris Branton of the Black Girls Social Club, as well as newly of Craft Bar, KB for her initials, because I was convinced that Chris Branton had must have had a sewing room the size of an NFL football field, if not the stadium itself. Because every time I looked up, Chris was buying something else to go in the sewing room. She's got the sewing machines and the sergers. She studied fashion and design. She had a whole career of skirt making. So there was dress forms for that. But then she also pivoted to paper crafting and cricketing. And I think she might even have a silhouette cameo still in the box. And I think I see a bit of a heat press back there on the left side. So Chris Branton was someone I had to talk to because her sewing room sounded to me just like a treasure trove of craft and sewing materials. I'm so grateful to be with you today, Chris. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Thanks for joining. I'm so excited. (laughs) I am so excited too. I am so looking forward to this. This is so much fun. I tease Chris all the time. If y'all have ever been on a live when we've been on together or a clubhouse when we've been on together, I am going to talk about Chris and her omni-crafting life. She seems to be a lover of all crafts and she likes to be prepared by having the requisite equipment for such crafts. And why would you not? So y'all, as you know, the Sewing Spaces series, it's a series of interviews recorded on Zoom, and there are videos of the episodes that are available only to Patreon supporters. So if you support the Patreon, you will get to see what I am talking about. It's not that much to join. It's like $2 a month. Surely you have couch cushion money that you could give to Black Women Stitch for $2 a month, and then you can see all the stuff we're seeing. But if you aren't able to do that, I totally understand and respect. You may enjoy the podcast and we are very glad to have you here. So Chris, welcome, welcome. Hooray! This is so much fun. So Chris, tell me what your sewing space means to you. What do you think are essential things you have to have? Well, when I walk into my space, I kind of feel accomplished. My sewing space does not look like the rest of my house. The only thing we have in common is the gray walls. Me and my husband, we painted these walls and we put up this, the wallpaper, kind of like the middle of a hurricane. (laughs) We were in the middle of one of those storms and I decided that during the break, I wanted to change my sewing room up and that is what we came out with. I don't have everything out like most people, but when I walk in here, it gives me some type of space and some type of peace because it's also during the day is my office. I work from home when I'm not traveling. What you see behind me is my sewing room. In front of me is my office. So when I'm on Zoom for work, people are always like messaging me like, is that a sewing machine? Like, what are you doing? And I'm just like, yep, 
So it makes me really, really happy. I craft for self-care and, you know, my mental health. So to walk into this craft room after years and years of accumulation of stuff, I feel accomplished at this point. <laughs> that is something about which to be very proud. Many of us, like, well, I can't speak for everyone, but speaking for myself, I started sewing on a kitchen table in a three-room graduate student apartment with my husband and little baby. That's what I started with. And I, over the years, got an accumulated things. And when I got the chance to have a room of my own, I just went, ham. Was that process similar for you? Where did you start? What did your original sewing space look like? Your very first sewing space? It was my mom's dining room table. My husband lived in a different state. We got promotions on the same day. So we chose to take promotions and that put us in two different areas. I moved back in with my mom and she has like a two bedroom house at the time. It was three, but she had somebody in the other room. So it was two bedrooms and she had this living room and her dining room. I decided I want to learn how to sew. My boss was the one who told me to pick a hobby and I picked sewing. I would come out and put all my stuff on her dining room table. And my mother does not like anything on her dining room table. Like, oh my God, she will put it in the trash. And I would come and put my sewing machine. She bought for me. She bought me a sewing machine and a cricket on the same day. I got two, I had $200. I got two machines and I would come and put my stuff out and she would look at me. And she would be like, if you don't put that stuff back when I'm when you're done, it's going in the trash. She was very supportive of my hobby, but her love for her clear table was a whole lot more. So that's how I started. I literally had a sewing machine bag, my $100 sewing machine from Walmart. And this is $100 including tax. So it was like $89 from Walmart. At the time, I lived in Miami. So you can go to the fabric district and I didn't know what I was buying. So I was buying all kinds of stuff. If I should tell y'all... <laughs> Stuff to just as soon as you put on it, real. But I brought it out and I was sewing. I didn't know nothing about no patterns. I didn't know nothing about nothing. I just said I was gonna sew, and that's how I started. So, look, don't think this room is just she woke up one morning and just walked into this. No, oh, this has been a journey. Sewing room number three. Okay, and so if you could think about what is the similarity between sewing room number one, sewing room number two, and sewing room number three. What is one thing that connects those spaces? Is there one thing that you felt like, this is essential, this is what I have to have? Is it like, you need to always have a comfortable chair? I got to make sure I have a space for my water next to me always, or I got to make sure I can reach my pin cushion or whatever. Like, is there some setup that doesn't change regardless of how the configuration is? No, it depends on the room. Honestly, they all got Ikea table. <laughs> There you go. See, Ikea tables, a common denominator. Like sewing room number two, it did not have an Ikea table in the beginning. I bought, I moved to Georgia and bought a fancy desk. And then when we moved back into this house, the desk broke and I went right back to my Ikea tables. This is an Ikea table. I actually have a video on this table. We'll link that. They changed the name of it. It used to be the Linmon table. Now it's something else, but it is an Ikea table. It's the most sturdy thing. You always have to have something sturdy to sew on. All my sewing rooms, except for at my mom's house, I've all had a man-made cutting table that I've never used. Very honest with it. There is a Pinterest thing that tells you to go get an Ikea tabletop for like $15 or $29 and $16 bookcases from Walmart. And I have this same setup. I've had it at all three places and I cut on the floor. Layout, I have like, I guess it's supposed to be a cutting board. I got it from Joann's. As much as I say, I like this table, I'm going to cut on this table. Nope, I get on the floor. So the floor is the most essential part <laughs> of sewing. <laughs> The floor, having a good floor. Okay, so I want to go back really quickly. You said that you had a video on your Ikea table. What was it called, your Ikea table? I think it's called like My New Sewing Table. 
these are a different type of sewing legs. And I must stress the importance of having a good sewing base. Like you can have whatever tabletop you want, but if it moves, then it's not good. And I have a whole tutorial on putting together these nice fancy legs and it just didn't work out for my sewing. It would move. Like there's no way to connect the top to the bottom. It was just annoying. So now I just have the regular, it's called Adil, A-D-I-L. I have those table legs and it works a million things. And you can see both of them on there. If I haven't put up the other one yet, because I have to do some editing in the picture, it's like cool because I was like a versus type thing. <laughs> but there is the, definitely one with the um, it's black legs. It was beautiful. It was so pretty. And I thought I was going to it. But just everything is beautiful. Sometimes you just have to be simple. You know, you don't have to have much. I promise this table, the legs are $4. And the tabletop is 19. My goodness. And it's sturdy and stable and it does what you need. It does what I need. I am so curious about you having a cutting table set up, but choosing to cut on the floor. Yeah, I'm going to move my computer so you can see it. Here you go. Y'all see fabric? Boom. Y'all see the cameo that Lisa always talking about me and then my cricket. Yes, there it is. Her decorative cameo. Hello, decorative cameo. It's very cute. And then you see fabric. And honestly, there's three of them. So it's $16 times three. And then the tabletop. And as you see, I got my sewing books. I got the whole cutting board thing. Yeah, I see the books. Why don't you cut there? The Black Women's Stitch 2022 wall calendar is bigger and blacker than ever. Not only is the calendar about 15% larger than last year's calendar, it remains jam-packed with Black women's history, sewing history, and activist history. There's also a new feature in this year's version, and that is the quarterly pattern release. At the beginning of every quarter, you'll find original images from Black women artists. These images are available as fusible applique patterns for PDF download so that you can resize them to fit the needs of your project. Order your copy of the Black Women's Stitch 2022 wall calendar from blackwomenstitch.bigcartel.com and we'll help you get your stitch together. Why don't you... There. Maybe it's too tall for me. Maybe it's like I have a low torso. I don't know what it is. It's just not as comfortable as the floor. But my roots is in my mama's house on the dining room table. So maybe because I started cutting on the floor, I can't let go. You know, you can't like you could take the girl out. The, you could give the girl a cutting table, but you can't take the cutting table out the girl. That's right. It's like, look, I started as a floor cutter and I'm going to end as a floor cutter. Yeah, I think you just need to adjust the table height, sis. You know, I'm going to get a little older and that back don't work already. No, listen, you got them young knees still. My knees hit 49 or 50. I was like, oh, no, I don't enjoy this anymore. And I do not want, I'm not going to be heading into my 60s, crawling around on the floor behind some sewing. Maybe one day if I have grandkids, that I would enjoy. But not crawling behind me, trying to cut. That's me. <laughs> I wish I had the thing on the floor so you could see. And I move it every single time. And I put it in a different room because I don't want to roll over it. But yeah, I'm on that floor, like cutting. And so wait, you put your big cutting mat on the floor and cut? Yeah. You do not use a rotary cutter on the floor. Yeah, on the mat. Look, I'm about to record a video just for y'all and offended the Lisa that I literally laid out, even when I take the patterns together, because I take patterns together in my hotel room. Po thing. Po thing. On the floor. 
Yeah, I would do mine on the floor so I could roll all, sweep it all into the trash because I cannot tape a pattern. And this is a well-documented condition by now because I've told everyone about my medical condition. That's not, it defies science apparently because it's not even any medical journals. It's that rare. I think you passed it on to me because I cut my ginger jeans out too short in Nikki's class. I had to reprint one. I already had one from PDF plotting and I had to print it myself. And I was like, Nikki, I think I got what Lisa got. I can't do this. Yeah, you can't do it because you shouldn't have to because it's terrible. Right. Right. So scientifically, it has been proven that there is a disease. That yeah, I agree. I'm just waiting for the study. You know what? I might just have to write it myself. That's fine. I'm a pioneer. I don't mind. I don't mind. And so I really love this notion that for you, it's about the room. It starts with the room and the room helps to guide your process in how you build things. And also that it's ergonomic in a way. And by ergonomic, I mean you are used to having your body sew and move in certain ways. And you've made sure that you can keep that up wherever you go. And so while some people consider like a cutting table, something that you graduate to or you get later or whatever, for you, you, that's not a big deal for you. You don't have to have a cutting table because you have been getting good results from working on the floor and that's that. And it's done. And then you can put your mat away and then come right back. Right. I love the floor. If you notice... I'm sitting in a chair, but there goes another chair. So it's not even the type, you know how somebody move around the office. I literally have to get up and go sew or get up. And, and you know what? As I think about it now, because I have a pinched nerve in this shoulder, is it helps to move around and keep your body flowing. Because you know if you sit there and sew all day and then you turn around and then you iron and then after a while you can get kind of stiff. So I'm kind of glad that I get on my floor. Yes, yes. It's kind of like sewing yoga. Right. Because it is. One minute you sit, next minute you stretched out. And then you always lose something while on the floor. We could call it cutting yoga. Cutting yoga. That's right. That's what we'll be calling this. She has invented cutting yoga. That's another one of your innovations is that you even innovated cutting yoga. And we're going to put it with a K. <laughs> cutting yoga. <laughs> All right. You know, I just changed that C to a K just for you. So now <laughs> you have your sewing room set up. You have things all the way you want them. And then you say, my name is Chris Branton and I like to craft things. So I need more than just a sewing machine and a serger. I need other things that are going to help complement my broader interest in craft. You get a cameo, you get a cricket, you get a cameo, and then you get heat press. What do those things bring to your crafting? So I got the first cricket. I am a, a old school cricket person. I had a cricket mini back in the day. They bought the Cricut Mini back. Now it's the Cricut Joy. Yeah, but the Cricut Joy is smaller than the Mini. Oh. The Mini was a little bigger and it didn't, it was the first person who had craft room. It didn't have the whole computer thing and it was made so that you didn't, you can get on the computer. And people don't even remember the Cricut Mini. And I could say that because I bought it for my daughter's fifth birthday to make her invitations. Oh yes. She is now 13. So I've been on this Cricut game for a long time and then I bought the Cricut Explorer when I moved to Georgia, but my computer wasn't compatible. It was horrible. So it sat there. It was the Explore Air and it sat there for a year. And then I finally got it to work and I started making shirts because I didn't want to make travel shirts for our family. I didn't want to pay for them. You know, a true crafter, if you can make it, we're not paying for it. It's so true. Whether it's cheaper or not cheaper. It's like, you know what? I'm not going to buy that because I can spend $900 on craft supplies and make it myself. I'm not paying that lady $30 a shirt when I can go spend $1,000 on supplies. And that's what I tell people, especially because vinyl is expensive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
So I bought the Cricut Explore Air for that. And it worked because it's four of us. We go on vacation four days. Boom. You know how much money you save after that? And then they came out with the maker and I was so against it. All my friends knew. I was like, I'm not buying it because the maker don't do nothing that this Explore Air don't do. They even try to say cut wood. Well, I'm not a woodcutter. I'm like, I'm not doing this. And then their one year anniversary, they had a sale and it was $100 off. And I don't know, maybe I was sleepwalking or sleep buying and I pressed pay and it came to my house and it was beautiful. She was amazing. She's pink. And I've used her. I don't even know what happened to my Explore Air. It's probably in the attic somewhere. I don't even use her no more. I just forgot all about her. And I was using her forever. But I was using an iron. And if you use an iron, after a while, the vinyl starts to lift. So I bought my husband a PS4. And with the PS4, you got a $50 gift card to Amazon. So that's how I end up with her. Because I used my $50 Amazon gift card and I paid an extra $100. And here go my baby. And I don't even use her like that. I don't do for other people. Like I don't make sure it's for them. And I probably could. I could probably have an entire, I have a Joanne's, a Hobby Lobby or Michael's in this house. So I just started using it for myself. Like I have a business now. I made all my shirts. I make everybody else shirts. I like to make onesies and that heat press is what happens. Now my heat press, let me see if I could show y'all, is sitting on something. This is a $5 file cabinet that I got from an old school that shut down and it was so ugly and dingy. So I use white contact paper. <gasps> oh, that's great. And that's way better than trying to paint the cabinet. But like, it's so much stronger. And those old file cabinets, you know, we have a, the university has a surplus store where they send their old equipment to. And we got like a $30, $20 gorgeous wooden side file cabinet that must weigh like 150 pounds. But it is sturdy. And it's not like the stuff we got at Staples. We buy those little flimsy ones and you put files in it and the top drawer collapses to the bottom drawer and then you got a mess. Those things to buy like the heavy, good quality ones, they are expensive. That's money you can use to buy more supplies. So why would you do that? And my husband is the son of a seamstress. So he already knows. So he's already looking at his wife like, you bet not. You know, I got to <laughs> say, hey, when I bring in the new, you know, that's my old ring light. When I bring in the new one, I got to say, hey, this is how much this one costs. Because he's going to be like, what you needed it for? The other one works. So when I told him about this $5 one, he was like, all right, go get it as long as you safe. Go be safe and go get it because we're in the country somewhere. And honestly... That's one thing about craft rooms is it doesn't, like I've told everyone how much stuff costs in here. It's not expensive. It is not. This wallpaper, I think I got it from Amazon because Walmart didn't have the one I got. And me and my husband did it. It's a lot of work. I'm not going to lie. It's beautiful though. It's so beautiful. And I bet you could use it as a backdrop for photographs and stuff yeah. like that. And that's really nice. I film my YouTube right there. I'd be like, hey, hi. Yes, yes, Right yes. behind there. It's a beautiful setting. It doesn't cost a lot. I told you how I got that one. He got a gift. I got a gift. Yes, there you go. And then this is my, where my patterns are held. It also holds my television. Let me is that an Ikea as well? No, that's Dollar General. What? Yes, girl. Dollar General. They don't have the white ones right now, so I'm kind of struggling. <laughs> and I had to get the other one from Walmart, but I have three of them. They came, not from Target. They're at Dollar General, and they were like, $10 for the three things and I put them together and that's where my patterns are. Are you serious? You got that cabinet. Wait, explain. Turn the computer because I'm looking at these really cute cubes. 
And they are stacked up. There's six of them, and they're pink and blue, and they're adorable. Amazon is where I got the cubes from. And the actual thing is two sets. There's one right here also next to my desk. But And that's where I put all my patterns. And you see the little white thing like this? Yes. It used to say like simplicity and macaws. And I would just, but ever since I started shopping, and you know, when you try to look wise, I know. I know when you sneak stuff into the house, you got time to file it away. So I just started throwing stuff in there. But when I tell you this stuff in my room, like I have a whole camera because I do YouTube. I got it on QVC and I did flex pay for the first time in my life. Didn't spend that much on it. The ring lights, you got to catch when they have those Amazon deals. So if you want a craft room, because I know Lisa's showing you everybody's craft room. And, you know, people are going to be like, well, she has all this and she has all that. But I'm here to tell you, I ain't spending all my money. I'm not. I used to have another wooden chair in here that I got off a of marketplace. It used to be blue, but now I got my other tripod there. So it had to move. And I bought it and it was old and I washed it down and I spray painted that bad boy. That's my thing. I'm not going to spend too much because stuff happens. Also, I think you can definitely be strategic. You can use Ikea because Ikea, I love, I have a lot of Ikea products in my sewing space. It's just hard to beat those deals. They allow me to kind of have the look that I want for customization. Like I want this to be forward this way and two up and down and that kind of thing. But you can also be creative and look at overstock stores. If you have a university or a city depot, they do have auctions for cities where they auction off property or they'll have like a little a store or like they'll do auctions and stuff. And so that's another place to get stuff. And then think creative. Like I, I have this whole gorgeous wall of where all my notions are organized in separate individual plastic lidded shoe boxes with labels in alphabetical order, starting with B for buttons down to Z for zippers. I think I have like 25 of those, 25 different boxes with different notions, like elastic, one inch, elastic, less than an inch, elastic, more than an inch. And I got every one of those boxes at the Dollar Tree. Yeah, you know, I didn't think about that. I got mine from Kroger, but that's how my shoes are in my closet. They're all in those boxes because, you know, as women, we think that we're going to do it, but we have more shoes and we have boxes. But you, you got to think outside the box, especially if you're a crafter, you already think outside the box because one day you're going to need something for this. Like I know when I get rid of this sewing table, I'm going to use the tabletop for something else. It might be a tabletop for... I don't want to say a cameo for y'all. It's not on my heart. Cricket came out with a Maker 3 the other day. It's not on my heart, y'all. But you never know. I might need it. So oh my God. And also, you're prepared for anything. Y'all, Chris is so amazing. She is wearing this gorgeous shirt that says Craft Bar on it. And this is because she now offers mobile craft parties where she will come to your house bring all the stuff you need for a craft party and have a craft party with you. There's cocktails, there's all sorts of fun stuff. And so her craft bar is a wonderful combination of crafting and socializing and, and cocktails. You was telling me about your motivation and the way that I saw it was she started the business so she could use some of the stuff she had because she got so many toys. She's like, you know what? You say you can have a, a Michael's or a Joann's or whatever. And it's like, you really do have that. You get to now bring that to the people. Tell me more about how basically you're taking your craft room on the road. I truly am. I do have a craft store. If I wanted this closet, I can't show y'all because it's full of fabric and it's full of everything. 
And so what I decided was I know a lot of crafts, and but I don't want to sell you a craft. I don't want to make something for I don't want to make you a painting. But let's learn to make this painting. Let's sip some wine, paint a clutch. Let's sip some wine and paint a, a, a pottery. Let's sip some wine and paint a canvas. And what it is, is I come to your house. I have everything. You can provide the wine or let me know what you want. And we go, I set up everything. You bring all your friends in. I teach you the craft. You go home with your craft or, you know, you and your friends stay party. Hell, I stay party with you too. Your girl like to party. At the end of the day, you learn the skill because nine times out of 10, once you do one craft, you're going to want to do it again. You had fun with your friends. And then you didn't have to worry about leaving your home or being in a place where you're uncomfortable, especially right now, a lot of people aren't really comfortable about going out. That's where I came up with the idea, craft bar. And if you think about a bar, a bar has like different drinks that you can have, but I have different crafts that you can do. So your party would have one craft, but I have an assortment of crafts that you can choose from. And then of course the K came from, my name is Crystal with the K and I just had to run with it because literally my initials is KB and I just, just cool how I came up with it. But I think it's awesome. Chris Branton is craft bar. And what I love about it is that Chris had a craft bar before she even knew she had a craft bar. She already had the craft bar because she is Crystal Branton. She likes to collect things and to be prepared for a variety of craft situations. So we are looking and talking with Chris today, and I am so grateful for this opportunity. I just love your space. It's photogenic. It's lovely. It makes a beautiful backdrop for your YouTube videos. It shows us that you don't have to break the bank to build a space you're proud of. Saving money is important because if you save money, you can buy more fabric. I love that strategy. As we start to wrap up, Chris, tell us what's next for you. Where can people find you on the socials? What should we be looking for you to be doing next? Like, how can we keep our eyes on also? And how can we support you? How can we support what you are currently doing? Well... I sent the damn email. If you're in Clubhouse, you know what that is. So this month I was in Stone Magazine and I got to thank Lisa because Lisa used to be like, you're going to use your cameo. You're going to use this. You're going to use that. You're going to send the damn email. And I did. And it worked. Like it truly worked. Like if y'all don't have a Lisa on your team, you don't know what you're doing. Like, <laughs> but you can't have mine. Look, that was mine. <laughs> But you can find me on everything. Like I have Craft Bar. If you live in the middle Georgia area, then I can come to you and we can have Craft Bar. It is Craft Bar LLC on Instagram. But you can find Chris at SoMe, S-E-W-M-E, Chris, K-R-I-S-B, on Instagram, SoMe, Chris B, on YouTube. And then I have a group called Black Girls Social Club on Facebook. Come on and join a social party. We got some plans. Me and Lisa was talking about some things. We got some plans on getting us more social. When I say social, S-E-W-C-I-A-L. And we're just trying to get us more content creation and supporting our sisters because we like to see us in these realms. We like to see us in these industries. And when I tell you we're so talented and we're so gifted, but sometimes we're not shown. And that's my ultimate goal is so everybody can see us. And so that everybody can eat there's a lot of pros to being on social media and you know being on these content creators and we have to show ourselves that we're not just the content creators and you know hair and makeup which is amazing because I love to do it but we can create crafts and our crafts are amazing I just want all of us to eat I want all of us to shine I want all of us to be exemplified because that's what we are as black women we are the culture and I could not agree more and so with that Chris 
Thank you so much for this conversation. It was so beautiful. Thank you for sharing your space with us. And we look forward to your continued success and growth in everything that you're doing. Thank you. You've been listening to the Stitch Please podcast, the official podcast of Black Women Stitch, the sewing group where Black Lives Matter. We appreciate you supporting us by listening to the podcast. If you'd like to reach out to us with questions, you can contact us at blackwomenstitch at gmail.com. If you'd like to support us financially, you can do that by supporting us on Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N. And you can find Black Women Stitch there in the Patreon directory. And for as little as $2 a month, you can help support the project with things like editing, transcripts, and other things to strengthen the podcast. And finally, if financial support is not something you can do right now, you can really, really help the podcast by rating it and reviewing it anywhere you listen to podcasts that allows you to review them. So I know that not all podcast directories or services allow for reviews, but for those who do, for those that have like a star rating or just ask for a few comments, if you could share those comments and say nice things about us at the Stitch Please podcast, that is incredibly helpful. Thank you so much. Come back next week and we'll help you get your stitch together. Thank you.